ladies and gentlemen. It is January 26, 2019. I mean, 2020. And today's reflections, 73. Um, I just got word that Kobe Bryant passed away. So if I'm like a little bit low energy for the beginning, I'm just like kind of just in shock. Um, he was one of the people who I respected most on this earth. And it was just very strange to hear how he passed so suddenly. Um, if you want to see two or see in here, two amazing pieces of content that made me really respect him because I don't fucking follow basketball, but I just really respect him and the way he showed up in this world. Uh, number one, his documentary in 2014 was just incredible. Number two, Cal Fussman interview. That was just so damn good. Okay. Anyways, RIP. He was one of the greats and I don't really know what else to say, to be honest. Just fucking so random and god he was so young too that's it's heartbreaking weird way to start this out though it literally just was told this like four minutes ago so anyways um what can i say here uh reflections is a weekly episode where or bi-weekly episode now where i get on camera and reflect on my week and talk about what's worked what hasn't lessons i'm learning challenges i'm going through where i'm growing etc and it's just a lot of like reflection on my journey and like hopefully sharing things within my journey that you can apply to your own so that you can upgrade your results, upgrade your happiness, upgrade your health, wealth, relationships, whatever you choose. Um, and just basically showing you my trial and errors, essentially. I have nothing else to say. Let's get the fuck into it. What's been on my mind? Wanting to just post whatever and take this perfection bullshit off of a pedestal, feeling like experimental, feeling like it's all fucking, just like, why don't we post? It has been a constant thought right now. Um, also rethinking my mission completely for content and just like, I'm in the process of like rebranding everything. I'm in the process of starting a bunch of new series. There's a lot going on with content right now. So I'm just focused on like a lot of content stuff right now. Um, I also want my mission, as my mission changes, I want things to be more about the audience and bringing the audience value instead of like documenting my journey first and foremost. So that's a little bit of a shift that's going on in my vision right now and in my mission. I've also kept vlogging very top of mind right now as I am in the process of experimenting for a weekly vlog. Um, I've recorded since Monday, it's Sunday right now. So I've got a full seven days and it's, it's different, but it's cool, man. Like very, very cool. I'm liking it a lot. Like it, it's cool to not always just be talking and instead like show what's going on in my day to day. Very interesting to me. What were my favorite wins? Easily my biggest win is experimenting with doing a weekly vlog for the first time. I still don't know what I'm going to call it. I might call it like the journey or the weekly or the weekly journey or something like this. I don't fucking know yet. I have a shit ton of titles that I could give it, which is good. But uh, going through this process has been a huge win. Like the from this from the get go, it was always the win um, of just doing it and trying. Not if I actually ended up posting it or if it ended up coming out good. The win was just like within my control. Did I do it or did I not try to do it? Like it's as simple as that. Will I do this every single week? I have no fucking clue. As of right now, I could see myself potentially doing that if I work in the correct way where I'm not like allocating my whole life to the vlog because then I would never get any business stuff done. So I had to find find ways of doing this in a way where I can still create content while also getting stuff done beyond content. Um, joined Good Life officially. It was obviously trial basis before. I am now officially a member. Loving Good Life. Feels really good so far. I got a bunch of new things like I got new shoes, I've got a new backpack, and I've got a new lock for my gym stuff. And all of these are related to gym as well as like business in general, quite frankly. Like I just had such disgusting shoes before it was and now I just keep them for work because Starbucks, you know what I mean? So um but yeah, they're destroyed right now. Anyways, I got new Nike React 2s, like the mesh type of ones. Oh, I they're so comfortable, I can't. My new backpack is a beast as well. Holds like, I think it's, what is it called? I'll be back. Here's the backpack. It is Niwe or Neway or something like that. 
Anyways, I love it. It's from Amazon. I think it was like $65 or whatever. It's a fucking beast though. I'm a fan. And it like serves as my mobile, I don't even know, mobile life at this point. I just keep everything in it. It's great. Got back into doing NIMSEM webinars. I've been like not on them for such a long time. So it was great to just get back into that fold and into that mix and into that community. I did a shit, shit ton of rebranding things like coming up with a million names for potential series as well as my main podcast. Um, yeah, man. And then I also did like a, what do you call it? A feedback session with a, with a bunch of people as well. Bunch meaning like around 10, probably just like 10 plus everything, but uh, getting their favorite podcast names. And like, there was a lot of renaming type of stuff this week. I also filmed like something that I've been meaning to do for a long time, which is top 50 dubstep tracks. Like I wanted to do dubstep content for a long time. I'm just going to experiment with this, but yeah, I, it's really makes me laugh. I think it's funny as well as entertaining um, for me personally, but yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good to try such a different series like this. Like I usually just talk about philosophy and not dubstep. So I got like the top did the whole like selection process, which was like a process in itself and then actually recorded it. And now like I am deep in the editing process now, probably could come out in the next week type of thing if I edit effectively. Um, but it's feeling good. It's feeling good. Um, I also joined bite, which is like bite or vine two and immediately posted a bite, which is very rare for me. So, uh, but I'm glad I am doing things faster. I also messaged a girl very directly about something that I've been meaning to message her about for like an eternity. So that felt really, really good to do that. And it was like, what, what did she say? Yeah. She's like, I appreciate your candor. I'm like, <laughs> what worked? Using a backpack instead of an LCBO backpack or bag rather. This is great. Like I can keep all the things I keep on me um, in a in a backpack. So it's just like so much easier with the pockets and like putting it on my back instead of holding it awkwardly when I walk. There's a million reasons why this is just so much better. I'm loving it right now, though. So fucking great. Especially the fact that I can bring my laptop with me and it feels like it's in a safe type of compartment, if you will, because like I would not bring my laptop in a fucking LCBO bag. That's for sure. Trying customers drinks. Um, customers have like very specific ways of ordering drinks and like unique ways that they craft uh, basic drinks, if you will. So like chai tea latte, there's a million different ways you can do that. You could do extra hot, you could do non-fat, no foam, um, add whip if you want to feel adventurous, all types of random shit. Um, I'm just covering the basics right there, honestly. But there was one amazing, amazing drink um, from this sweet lady named Liz. And she always gets a venti blonde vanilla almond milk latte. And I've never tried this. I always just plug it in or make it. But like I took the time to actually try it. It was one of the best lattes I've ever had, like from a non holiday or non extra type of drink that was a plus like I gave it a five out of five easy it was damn fucking good so just like being more experimental with my drinks again feels like the right thing to do because I get so caught up in like basic shit like strawberry acai lemonade no ice no refreshers or nitro cold brew extra sweet cream vanilla like that those are my basics basically or undertow love my underdose so yeah just being more open to trying new things again Flirting with customers, also working great, but keeping it subtle as always, you know, got to keep that shit subtle. I do a lot of flirting with my eyes, to be honest, and my smile and a lot of other non-verbal things, honestly, especially my energy too. Remembering people's names. People love when I remember their names. I was thriving last Saturday with this. Like I fucking crushed um, I remembered so many names in such a short period of time. I was like amazing myself, but yeah, everyone's favorite name, everyone's favorite word in their, in their language, if you will, is their own name. It makes them feel important, makes them feel special. And if you just can remember little things like that, it goes a long way in rapport building. <sighs> Wearing comfortable up-to-date shoes. For the longest time I wore some fucking 
like wish shoes that I now use for work temporarily. They're so uncomfy, these little like wish shoes. But now that I have new Nikes, I am like flying in the, uh, in the comfort department. Comfort is everything to me. And I just need to make sure that I am feeling like some sort of level of comfort when I'm wearing things. And like, I feel so fucking good when I'm wearing these. It's helped my walk. It's helped my posture. I'm, I'm sure. Um, I'm able to just like, yeah, that, that's a huge thing. The walk is like, is it helping my walk be as badass as it should? The answer with this is absolutely yes. For the long, yeah, I just, I procrastinated because I wanted to be cheap, but like, boy, I probably should have done this way sooner. Also did a great job with the low key negotiation. It wasn't like an intense negotiation. It was more just like me having a firm stop on like, I'm broke as fuck. And I got a big discount. So I was really appreciative of that. Thank you. I think it was uh, actually, I'm not going to name your name, but thank you. You know who you are. I appreciate it a ton. Working while Starbucks is dead. Fucking love it. Like I did not get a proper time, enough time, if you will, enough proper time to connect with customers during that crazy fucking holiday rush. So now that everything's so dead, I'm really enjoying it because I get more time to talk with customers and build that connection. Um, I also am able to close a lot easier, which is great. So now I'm actually making like big progress on closing because we don't get slaughtered up until like basically close. Feels nice. It's also much needed right now because I'm like very burnt out on Starbucks. So having this like period where it's very dead is giving me a chance to like start to love it a little bit more again. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> and also doing a shit ton of pre-close is also making my clothes a lot easier. So shout out to that as well. Rethinking my vision from the ground up. It would have been very easy for me to just like start renaming and then like, because that was the original thing. I just wanted to rename my podcast. But then I was like, no, I actually need to start with like, what are the core concepts I want my podcast to represent? What um, is the end goal here? What outcome am I trying to help people achieve? Who are those people? All that type of stuff. I just took it way back to the first principles and tried to get as clear as possible um, what exactly I wanted in that department. And then when I'm able to get those basics laid out, the foundation, if you will, then I can build upon that. And then I can start working on the things like names and like the series that I want involved in them and what I want those to be called. And it's like, it's kind of like a domino effect, if you will. Like I can't jump right to names or else I might just break everything. I need to start with the fundamentals first, first and foremost, always so fucking key. Recording my experience. If I was too uncomfortable to record another's experience, I don't like making people uncomfortable. And like this vlog is just another thing that is like way out there. So I don't want to record people if I don't have their permission or that type of stuff as of right now. That might change in the future. <laughs> but uh, always at the end of the day, if they tell me no, then I will stop. But maybe it becomes like a yes until they tell me I don't want to be on camera type of thing, which is, I think, how most vloggers do things. But I might change that opinion tomorrow. So don't hold me to that fucking thing. Okay. But the, what was I saying again? <laughs> oh yeah. My experience. So I don't need to record. So, so like, say I'm ordering, um, say I am, oh, say I'm in a meeting. I don't necessarily need to record the other person talking if I can just record myself first. And then like, and then from there, actually, I can also like move the camera around, which is what I did a few times. And, uh, but ideally you just ask, if I, Hey, can I record you type of thing? That's probably best. But, uh, I even found myself like, yeah, I'd record my experience of like getting a drink. Cause I didn't want to record one of my shift supervisors, like that type of stuff. Yeah. Shout out to that clip where I'm like getting an undertow or whatever. Um, until <laughs> scrapping things, my God, I am so bad at scrapping things in terms of like editing, but I'm getting better. This whole like top 50 process has gotten me more okay with cutting songs and then cutting the clips with within the actual video. So there's like something changing at a pattern level right there because I've been so fucking bad historically at making cuts, but it's becoming easier. I'm enjoying cutting some clips from this top 50 and like the first 25 I recorded reactions and like thoughtful discussions about all. 
and well, thoughtful is debatable, but I did, I gave like comments on each. I don't think I'll be able to use any of it from the top 50. I think I just have to use purely reaction if that. So, but it's like, there's a, a detached type of thing going on. It feels really fucking good. Having a lock of the gym gives me such peace of mind knowing that everything's locked up. Um, I was bringing my backpack around or my bag before around with me. And it was just like, there's a lot of things to think about. Or I was leaving things in the locker, like my coat. And I just didn't know if it would be taken or not. But now everything's locked. We Gucci. Shit's good. Commenting on things and becoming part of the community instead of trying to do this bullshit follow for follow stuff on Byte. Everyone is obsessed with follow for follow right now and just like, they're just like spamming the shit out of everything. Myself, I'm trying to deploy like a low level, like dollar 80 strategy on Byte um, because I just don't want to beat that. And I'd rather become a part, of, a part of the community. Always so much more key than like, always trying to get from what you're commenting. Byte's comments right now are just laughable. Content's really good though. I'm enjoying. And by the way, if you don't know what Byte is, Byte is Vine 2 essentially by the same creator. Just launched literally two days ago. Reaching out to people like Nicholas Megalis and Naughty Step. Both of these people had insight that I was looking for and I reached out to them. Uh, Nicholas over DM and Naughty Step over Twitter publicly. And like, they both helped me so fucking much, especially Nicholas. My God, like I gave me next level insights. Um, oh God. Yeah. Such a good dude. And I uh, also appreciate Naughty Step for replying to me and giving me some copyright advice. But um, yeah, it's just so key asking people who have done what you're trying to do for tactical as well as mindset advice. Just very important. Asking for perspective from a friend. I was asking Q, um, like what basically was going, cause I was, I was so deep into like this insecurity, um, within myself around girls. And I was like, please like help me to exit this like frame for a second and see a little bit clearer. Cause I cannot see properly right now. And like, she gave me some insight that I was just very much requiring in that moment. And I can always count on her. I feel like we do a good job with this for each other when we're in those types of periods. So shout out Q, thank you again. Um, always just so key for helping me when I'm too far into the forest. And what is that? What is that phrase? I'm so deep in the forest, I can't see the trees or something like that. You know what it is. Anyways, I was really struggling with some girl stuff this week and she, or last week rather, and she really, really helped me with that. So thank you Q. What didn't work and how can I improve it? Mumbling when I'm trying to talk to customers and even coworkers, just take the extra effort and say it right correctly. Because if I don't, they're going to say what, and then I'm going to have to say it twice. And at a net score level, I'm deploying more energy doing that than I am just saying it right the first time. So Pretty fucking simple, actionable there. But boy, do I mumble a lot. Fuck. Especially when I'm dead as fuck near the end of a shift. Boy. Attaching my mood to how customers react to me, whether it's good or bad. And the important thing here is to detach from that, number one. And then create my own rules. Like, this this is even true with, like, a coworker that's really fucking pissing me off right now. It's, it's a good idea to, like, do your own thing mentally and like almost pretend like they don't exist or their opinion doesn't matter at all and uh still respect them don't get don't be a dickhead but like it's up to you if you want to choose to buy into their frame or create your own frame and then you can also just create rules that are like i don't need to be i don't need this person to feel something about me or feel this type of way for me to be happy and I can just choose to be happy regardless of how they're feeling. Keeping my room so messy. It's just so bad. Just start allocating some blocks of time here and there and clean this fucker up. Cause I'm just, uh, it's not, I'm not pleased <laughs> to say the least. And it's like, it kind of like affects the flow of the room. So yeah, it's just a good investment. I think biking to work. <laughs> So like, yes, this worked and like I could store my bike in the back and stuff, but I was so dead after 
<laughs> my like throat hurt from all the cardio. And if you know what I mean, you fucking get it. It's like this like awful sensation that happens after, after I run or bike for too long. Do not like. So yeah, there's that. There was also like, I was just physically tired um, and sweaty as fuck. So like, yeah, it works in like a last case scenario, but like, I don't want to do that many times again. <laughs> I'd rather just bike or bus man, or not bike, bus or like drive is much a better option. <laughs> Going to sleep at like 3am and waking up at 11am. And it's actually more like 3 to 4am and then waking up at 11am to 1pm. Like today, 11.45, I think. Uh, it's so silly. Uh, just start going to bed a little bit earlier. I don't need to stay up for an eternity. Um, a big problem with this is also I'm like so brain dead after work some days. And if I have a like closing shift, I'll like try to finish up any last minute things after I'm work, like powerless or whatever. And then I will, and I mean like real work on Starbucks. Um, and then being, I'm just like, don't, I don't want to like do anything else after. So I like procrastinate on the first little bit. And then I like don't want to do my journal and stuff because I'm just so fucking brain dead and I don't want to do shit all. So I end up procrastinating on my nightly ritual and then I ever never sleep properly um, in time for what I should, which is probably like 12 to 1 a.m. type of thing. And yeah, it'd be better if I, first of all, it's in a highly related point to this is like, what didn't also work is being in a brain dead state after work and not getting shit all done. Like if I just set a list and do the list and then get excited about why I should do the list, I'll be able to do all that much easier. Also using things like brain supplement or just like skipping the work and going right to bed, which helps with the sleep schedule or just like something along these lines that would just get me back to uh, being more effective after work and going to bed faster. Something like that, man rambling in my vlog. I do a lot of rambling in my vlog where I'm like, I don't know what else to say. I just start going and I'm like, this is not useful to my end project here because I'll end up just cutting it anyways. So just stop fucking talking when you know you're ready to just stop. Meaning just consciously cut myself off and like whether that that might be like a re-record of a clip or like the ending, I can, I sometimes have found myself doing that near the end of this week where I'm saying too much and I start, I can see where the sentence was about to lead into. And then I took like a fucking right, uh, I took it just, a, I veered to the left or veered to the right. And then I'll record that like last little sentence and then just change it. So it ends up with me closing down the point, stuff like that. Overthinking bites. So bite is again, vine two essentially. And I, I don't know. I'm just like overthinking my process of like, is this actually funny? Is this good enough? Um, and then I don't post. So clearly some underlying patterns right there, as you can see. And I should just make more. I should capture more ideas. And then if I have more ideas, I'm more inclined to make. And cause I'll, I'll be like, Oh, that could, could work. And if it has, it could might actually work and then put it out. Also creating a subsystem within my content flow that I've set up with a notion would be useful for just like getting these, these ideas potentially down and then putting them out into actual content if I choose to. But boy, I have some work to do on my six second funniness. I feel like I have, I feel like I'm very funny on stories. So this gives me hope, but like, I don't know how well that's going to translate to bite. So we'll see. I definitely have a lot of skill to work on in terms of like harnessing my six second humor. That's for sure. These guys are fucking hilarious on this app. What were my biggest lessons? If you give me no opportunity to make mistakes and make me feel like I can never make mistakes, I'm probably going to make mistakes. This is coming from some things I'm learning at Starbucks right now. Um, in a management sense, like the upper upper management, I do not feel like I can make mistakes with them. And it's, it makes me feel like every, like I I'm criticized every time I'm making like the slightest little bit of mistakes. So like, I'll do something perfect, perfect, perfect. I'll like make one error and then I'm criticized for that. And then it makes me feel like I can never make a mistake. So I have all this pressure wrapped around not making a mistake 
And when you're focused on not making mistakes, you fucking make mistakes. So like, if you want people to be high performing and like that worry is taking away from my performance as well. So if you want people to perform correctly and make less mistakes, stop making such a big deal about the fucking mistakes. Of course, I'm not trying to make mistakes out here, but when you put this, this on a pedestal, this idea of complete perfection with zero failure whatsoever, you're more inclined to have fuck ups left, right and center. So just learning that I'm in the employee type of version of this right now where the management makes me feel like that. I mean, I choose to feel like that, honestly, but because I buy into that frame, it's up to me what frame I choose to buy into. But overall, it's just teaching me a lot of how I do not want to run things in the future. Having attractive girls in the gym is a next level motivator. I did not realize how much it was going to be until I was doing leg work. And at the end of my like, there was like my final reps for doing like core, like quad and glute stuff. Um, so I had already squat, I'd already done other stuff. And then I was doing leg press and it was my final set. I thought I had eight reps of me in me still for at 330 pounds. And like, I fucking went to eight and I'm like, okay, I can keep going. And there was this, there was this girl like squatting in front of me who was cute. And I somehow whipped out 16 reps. So I fucking doubled what I thought I was going to purely because of like hormones and shit like that. So that was ridiculous. And also like shout out to dubstep as well. And shout out to going when I think I couldn't type of thing. Um, it was amazing. I actually like burst out laughing at, at the end of my set because it was such a good double. And I was just amazed that I like pushed so fucking hard. <laughs> but I just, I had no idea that the, the girls were going to be such a fucking motivator in the gym. That's like the best. Um, one of the best parts of the gym is just like having people around me um, who are keeping me accountable. But girls just are another, another type of animal, I swear. Oh, in addition to this, having accountability around me has also showed me that like I can do workouts a lot faster because I don't have the first of all, I don't want to like hog a machine. I don't want to sit there for an eternity and look lazy as fuck. Um, I also don't want to be in public for like an eternity as well. So like there's little things like this that keep me going faster in the gym and keep me on point. It's a very good accountability to have. I'm really enjoying it. It's not really about me anymore. I have is historically made things very about like documenting my journey. It's always about like me, 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 my journey, my journey, my journey, my evolution. Let's look back on this when I am X, Y, Z. Like there's a lot of just, it's purely surrounding me basically. Um, and I'm, as I've done these exercises recently with rethinking my entire vision, really with content and what I want to bring to this type of project, if you will, I am realizing that it is actually about you and um, maybe about us in general, but more so even less about us and more about you. Um, I will still be a part of things going forward in terms of like, I'll still be a host. I'll still do things like reflections. I will still show you my journey and stuff like that. But the emphasis is not so much on like my journey anymore. It's like, how can I help you to achieve a successful journey? in first and foremost, are you happy on your journey? Are you healthy on your journey? Are you achieving what you want in, in business, in your work, in relationships, in your fitness or health, like health, or are you achieving the peace of mind that you choose to? Um, anything basically. I just want to help people be more successful and more happy. But first and foremost, always happiness because I feel like that's a very missing missing part of a lot of people's journeys and it makes me really fucking sad. So yeah, it's just very clear right now that um, the main mission right now is to help other people uh, have a better existence on this planet. So as well as myself, of course, and that's always the goal, but I also want others to achieve this with me. So it's going to be changing going forward in a really good way. And I'm excited to roll a bunch of new things out. And like another big takeaway was like, just because I'm early in my process does not mean I can't bring value to other people um, 
that goes beyond my journey. Meaning like, it doesn't mean I can't bring on guests um, to collaborate with me. It doesn't mean I can't use other people's experiences to provide lessons um, and insights, whether that's like a deep dive in their mindset or that's straight up bringing them on the podcast for an interview or whatever. Um, there's so many different ways of doing this and so many different ways of ways I can bring people value. And I forget this because I'm just still early in my process and in my journey for business um, and a bunch of other things. But like there's, yeah, I just, I can bring value. I really, really can. And I had to remember this because it can be very easy for me to overthink and be like, I can't bring up anything because I'm fucking new to all this. I mean, I'm, I'm new in some ways and not in others, but at the end of the day, I have a unique perspective on a lot of things. And I feel like that's first and foremost, very fucking key. And I do have some skills that can also bring people a lot of value in their journeys as well. So we'll see how this all goes. Going back to what I said about Q earlier, here was like the main takeaway. <laughs> um, I can't be attached to going back to a certain girl again because one has to deal with their own journey. And it's not necessarily about like our journey, it's about our, our individual journeys and like they may sway because that's just how interactions with people go. Like you don't always go in the same direction as another person um, for an extended period of time. Like you line up for a bit, maybe you don't line up in the future because people are going through their own stuff. That's totally chill, different priorities, all good. And like, she really helped me to show me that I have gotten what I wanted with this girl. And now it's, it might be time to just move on completely. And that's completely okay. And she also showed me that like, there's so many girls beyond and, uh, that would love to be with me to everything. So, um, and that I will, uh, that I would enjoy being with as well. Obviously not dating cause I'm not down for that, but you can read between the lines there. It felt really good because that is true. And I was like getting too, too caught up in like the short term, if you will. And, uh, she showed me that like, yes, I am actually wanted. And yes, there are tons of girls out there who want casual stuff just like me. So, Weird again talking about this on camera, but it's fucking key. Oh, Nicholas Megalis was using a dollar eighty strategy before dollar eighty even was a thing. Um, he used this to build his community on Vine. I was DMing him about this, and that's what he told me. He was he was building a community one person at a time, and this like really rang true to me because it was like I wasn't sure what the best way to do this was. I wasn't sure like should I do follow and follow. This didn't feel right. I DM'd him and got his opinion on it. And he gave me some fucking A plus advice. But uh, one of the most important things being like, it is about one person at a time building those relationships. And if you want something that's great long-term that stands the test of time, you really have to just give a shit about your audience and go person to person, one step at a time. None like, like you, it's going to take longer doing that way. But like that genuineness is so paramount to your long-term success and building a an audience that is sustaining for the long time, the long term, and uh, it's just so key to do it in authentic ways, not any bullshit tactics or whatever. So, anyways, Nicholas just really reminded me that you've got to do it in a in a slower but more genuine way, and that that will pay off long-term down the road. Massive thank you, Nicholas. I really appreciate you. Vlogs are fucking awesome because I can show the day-to-day -day of what's going on in my journey. Wow. Okay. So I love reflections, my God. But like vlogs are like this like very new cool idea for me because I'm so used to just talking about things. Obviously vlogs are not fucking new at all. But like for me, this experience is new. Um, with reflections, I'm talking so much on camera. I'm looking at the camera and just talking for like fucking an hour and a half when it ends up being like 45 minutes, everything at the end of post. But uh, with a vlog, it's very different. Um, I'm able to talk a lot less and show more of my day-to-day -day processes, like what I am doing throughout my day, how I am doing that thing, 
why I am doing that thing. I can literally show you doing that thing and then I can talk over it if I choose or just not talk at all. I could literally not say an entire thing for an entire vlog and still bring you value by showing you my actions. There's just so many cool fucking things like this, man. Um, I just think it can bring a tremendous amount of value by just showing you what's going on in my journey and then probably giving context is like the ideal little back and forth right now. And it's how I filmed my, my first week. And also weekly vlogs are so much better than daily vlogs for me specifically, because like in a daily vlog, you basically, for me at least, it seems like you have to record all day and have no breaks and just record, 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 and try to capture as much shit as possible. There's a lot of pressure. If you don't have a daily vlog that day, you're like, what the fuck did I do? Uh, it's like a freak out sesh. There's a lot of attachment, a lot of like perfection shit. With a weekly vlog, I could literally fucking not record one day and it'd be chill. Like, I'm so down for that. Just randomly skip fucking Thursday or like I have like a very awful Monday and I don't actually get any time to record, which by the way, it's super fucking easy if you're doing a weekly vlog because you could record like one minute or you could record zero minutes and it's completely fine. But like one to like six minutes type of thing and you've got a full day right there of content and it does not need to be that long. Literally, if you had no time to record any like footage of your day to day, meaning like you walking around or like working on a project or whatever the fuck you're choosing to put in your vlog, you could literally just talk that day and give a summary of what the fuck happened. And then maybe like throw in like an Instagram story to help paint a better picture and set it so it's not purely just talking. But if you really need to, at the end of the day, you can just completely just talk over it for that single day. Um, and better yet, sometimes you could just say nothing. That's totally chill. And the great thing about this is at the end, you've got this piece of work that even if you say nothing that day or record nothing, it still works because you've got six other days that worked fucking great. Um, I think this is so cool. And you do not need to record a shit ton. You could literally just record a few things, end up getting like, like if you really wanted to, you could make your weekly vlog like four minutes and get like 35 seconds per day and then you're golden. You could not say a single thing and just purely post like your actions and that'd be very interesting content. There's just so many different ways of doing weekly vlogs and it has me amped as a fuck right now. I love it. And just one more thing on that rant. Um, you don't have to record all day. You can kind of just record like little snippets throughout your day and it can create this kind of like highlight summary, highlight reel type of thing and it works so much better than trying to get everything throughout your daily vlog and having it have to do like fucking intros and SEO and all that jazz. Instead with a weekly vlog, you're doing one. And yeah, I'm just in love with this right now. It feels so much better for me than a daily vlog. I just can't. And to expand on this even further, like you do not need to record all day long. Like I feel like in a daily vlog, people are just recording obsessively throughout their days. And like, I don't have much interest in doing that. I'd rather just get things done and then like try to bring you in on the side and record like little things here and there and then paint over. Like I want image imagery, if you will, to paint a better context and then add context with my words after. So it's like a back and forth type of thing. But uh, you super don't need to record all day and you can just record as much or as little as you want with a weekly vlog. It's truly incredible. And uh Talk as much or as little as you want and then show as much or as little as you want and uh, not feel the need to record any and everything. You can just record like some highlights throughout your day. And like, that's how I do it. I don't need to explain every little thing throughout my video. I am becoming much more like detached from the idea of trying to explain every little thing. Like if I started this vlog a month ago, excuse me. If I had started this a month ago, I would try to explain every little thing in this first go. Like, for example, I did my morning ritual in this episode. I might do my more, my nightly ritual in the second episode or in the third episode. I like almost purposely left it out to like break that perfection and create like an open loop. Like, ooh, what's this nightly ritual type of thing? That's important. <laughs> um, so stuff like that. I just don't need to explain every little thing right now. I will, I didn't cover enough about like 
how reflections work this week. But maybe I do that in like episode three when I'm back to recording reflections again because it's bi-weekly. Um, but this blog is weekly. You probably understood that already. Anyways, but yeah, I just don't, I can save things to talk about and things to explain for later. I do not need to explain everything in one video. Very, very key. If you stay attached to having a perfect first time and waiting until you know everything before you get started and having an amazing first experience and literally knowing everything before you begin, you will never ever get started. This is, I have realized this this week as I like throw myself into imperfect territories. I started the vlog without really fucking thinking much through it all. I kind of just watched Daily V, took a few notes of things that could potentially work and then just like started. Like I was okay with it coming out as garbage, mostly because like I made the win, not based on, is this vlog going to be good? I made the win. Did you try to do a weekly vlog? I don't even need to like my, the way I set this up as a win, I did not even need to let this uh, hit the public. It was purely an experiment that I could have scrapped at the end of the week. Um, I almost positive I'll release it at this point because I really like what this, what this is doing for me and my content journey. But boy, I do not need this. Um, I, I didn't need this to hit the, hit the public whatsoever because I set the, set it up in a way where I was putting the win within my control. And that's so key for anything that's like very uncomfortable and fear, fearful. Like I was very scared at the beginning of this. Like I did not want to do this, but I also did at the same time. There was a strange balance going on. Anyways, it's very just key to aim from the hip sometimes and just get started and stop waiting for this perfection bullshit timeline. It just doesn't exist. Probably right now is the best time to start. If you feel in your core, it is the right, like at a soul level, at a gut level, whatever you choose to throw in there for your belief system, but shooting at the hip and then constantly adjusting, learning, detaching, um, improving, adjusting to realities, um, it's just real. And uh, you should really start whatever you're trying to put off right now, right now, as hard as that sounds. But just like, no, it's not going to be perfect as long as you wait. Yes, it might get better, but also might get worse. So why not just start right now if you have that gut feeling that is. Yeah, the gut feeling, by the way, is the first and foremost key. Even if you're scared, look beyond the fear and check if it's a gut feeling or not. What challenges did I experience? Definitely had some insecurity around girls this week. Uh, too many to list, honestly. <laughs> but uh, it just made me like wonder if I was good enough at stuff or if I was attractive enough or if I was like worthy of getting girls. Like a lot of things, man. There was just a lot of stuff going on. Um, or getting girls to the level I think I want to at least. I'm very sick of customers looking at me like I'm an idiot. There's so many things going on. If I ever ask you what your order is like multiple times, it's because I'm trying to juggle like six things at once. So just leave me the fuck alone. I just, I'm so sick of people looking at me um, and, or even like laughing at me in some cases. And I'm like, motherfucker, you have no fucking idea what's going on right now. It's very irritating to me. Honestly, I might just start playing games back. <laughs> I am feeling that level of pettiness some days where uh, I ask them things like, what did I write down? What's so funny? Is everything okay? Stuff like that. <laughs> that could be very interesting. Um, but yeah, unsure if I should morph this like super cocky, super confident version of myself that I throw to the world into a more like internal thing and being more humble. I got some advice from a coworker that like she approached it the best. I've heard this from like basically all my coworkers, but like the way Eden said it was very different from the rest. It was, um, I don't know why I just received it so much more. Maybe it was because like she gave it as like light recommendation instead of like a, you must do this type of thing, which is never, never works for me. The whole, like you have to do this. So she just suggested that like most people think that humble, humble guys are attractive with like humble confidence. And I actually do see that to a degree. I'm just not sure what I want to do if I want to keep this. It's not like a cocky act type of thing, but I mean, I'm just, I'm so filled with confidence and I don't try to hide it. Why, why would I try to hide it? I just don't understand. So I'm not sure if I should go like humility or if I should just keep bravado. Unsure, but 
it's going, it's like pondering around my brain and Eden did a very good job of influencing me with this to potentially do it. I don't know if I'm going to do it now, but it's still on the radar. Feeling like a dumbass with my job. I just feel like there's so much shit I should know. I feel like people <laughs> have passed me that started later than me um, in terms of my development. Yeah, I just feel very insecure in the job right now. Um, I also feel like honestly unwanted at work right now, to be honest. There's just like a lot of mental stuff. I don't know if any of it's real. I'll have to talk to some shifts and like help me see if I'm like what the fucking deal is. But there's a lot of stuff that where I just feel like unwanted from like little comments here and there. Um, it's clear like some people definitely don't, don't want me there and that's fine. Or, or if they don't want me there, there's, if it's not like they don't want me there, it's more just like they just have a lot of, uh, anger towards me or something like that, or just have a lot of their own shit that they're projecting on me. I don't fucking know what it is, but honestly, I just don't feel very wanted at my Starbucks right now by my, by my, uh, team though. Um, my customers make me feel at home right now during this weird phase, which probably won't last. I was wondering for a bit there if I was actually as, as attractive as I thought I was. Um, this has improved since, but yeah, I was just like, I was just questioning a lot for a bit there. It was rough. I hate not being the most liked. It's just real. I've noticed this a lot of myself in the last, pff, last year and a bit that I really do care about being the most liked in a group. And when someone likes someone else more, I like subconsciously really dislike it. So trying to work on that and detach from that and just accept that, like, do I really want everyone to like me at a maximum level or just like, does it not really matter that much? Things to ponder. Dying inside slash freaking the fuck out when management is around in our store. Um, I'm just like scared of management, to be honest. Um, I get, I just freak the fuck out and then I'm very prone to making mistakes and it's just, uh, I wish I was more chill around things because it's a thousand percent just my choice if I choose to buy into that or not. Anyways, right now I'm still very like, very susceptible to doing dumb shit when management's around, meaning like making just such silly mistakes that I wouldn't normally do. I feel like I put my feet on too much of a pedestal right now and I'm trying to consciously get rid of that and be more free with things and post what I choose to post. feels good when I just do things like that. Way better. Very sensitive this week. I was taking a lot of things to heart and feeling like going back to the unwanted part. I just little things were just like just getting under my skin and people do not have the awareness to understand like when I am in a good place or when I'm not, um, especially at work, my God, they have such low awareness. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I just was working on my sensitivity this morning and like feeling way better about things, but we'll see how that goes in the near future as I test it out with real world stuff and situations. Very fearful of like what the actual guidelines are around. Like if I can throw my phone down and record myself specifically while I'm at work. I have no interest in getting out anyone else's faces who are customers or uh, co-workers who don't want to be in it, that type of stuff. If they do want to be in it, fucking be my guest and be in it. I would love that. But uh, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. And I also don't want to get fired from my job. Um, but I'm not sure if I should ask people or if I should not. Because I'm like, what if I just... I just don't know what the fucking protocol is and I don't know what's legal or not. I feel like my, my current thoughts on it is like, if I just put the phone down, I'm not like consciously like recording for the sake of recording. Um, I'm just doing my job and I happen to be on camera. I feel like that's good, but I don't hundred percent know. Anyways, it's very gray area and I'm not sure. I just don't want to get fucking fired for recording on the job. My God. Um, also, I just don't know if, like, for example, can I have customers' voices in it? Because I have this amazing interaction where I help this lady get free stuff um, legally. <laughs> like, it was just part of her drink. And I was just upgrading stuff and teaching her some cool things and just, like, kicking ass in customer service, quite frankly. And I just don't know if I can use it, but I really want to. It's a really cool clip. But I'm like, should I, do I have to get her permission? Like, ugh, I just don't know. 
I was super fucking scared at the beginning of the week to do my vlog. And I think I captured some of that fear in the vlog actually, but especially to record people, that was very uncomfortable, continues to be slightly uncomfortable, um, but it's getting easier. It's getting, getting easier for sure. And also fear of things like copyright and like getting fired for using content, like just little things that I just don't know 100%. And I'm scared that they have big consequences if I do certain things. I just don't fucking know. Uh, oh, I had a crazy back pain yesterday at the gym. Plus I couldn't breathe. And then basically was in fight or flight for like six hours. It was great. At least my back is good now. Thank you, Source Energy Medicine. And mom, of course, for helping out. Mucho gracias. Where did I grow the most? Comfortability with being in the gym. It's getting so much easier just going to the gym, doing my own thing, taking up space is not feeling like a big problem anymore. That used to be like very challenging for me, feeling like I was taking up someone else's space that was more veteran um, in regards to me, um, or in comparison to me rather. And yeah, I'm just okay or more okay. I'm still not perfect by any means. I still feel like a fucking idiot sometimes. Like yesterday, I had no idea how to use one of those leg presses in terms of like adjustment. So I just, I don't know, I just went to the other leg press that's easier. <laughs> Stuff like that, man. Openness to change in my content. Um, honestly, it's, I feel like this was like two weeks ago. So it feels like so different because I'm so open to it right now. But I'm very open to doing things different because things have not worked for me historically with content. Have I grown a lot? Yes. Have I learned a lot? Yes. Has it hit the metrics I want to? Absolutely not. <laughs> My metrics are fucking garbage. Um, but going through like all of the foundational exercises I went through really helped me become more open to change. And like, this is not necessarily about me anymore. It's more about like the, the audience is listening to it and helping them first and foremost. And that's like been a huge point of growth for me. 1000%. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of changes that are in incoming and like trying my best to be open to it and embrace whatever comes in the next, in the near future, if you will, it's going to be very interesting. I'm very intrigued to see how this all plays out. Having some amazing non-material source energy medicine sessions from Steven himself, who is the founder. Um, bless him. We've been working as a group right now, like the non-material source energy medicine practitioners. It's been like around financial compensation um, as the main, uh, what do you call it? Like target, if you will, um, things to work on and removing resistance, transforming, balancing, restoring, anything around that type of topic. But I've found it's helped me a ton to break free on like, I was procrastinating a lot on things I've been meaning to do and have it's I've, I've been like thinking about it for such a long time and like a bunch of things that were attached to had a lot of fear around them. Um, and I've found that I've been moving forward on these targets and these tasks and these projects that I've been putting off for literally forever. Like this one text I wanted to send a girl I I've wanted to send for like, I think like a year or something like that. And I finally just sent it the other day. Um, I was confronting some things with f financials. Um, I started the vlog, which I've been meaning to do for such a long time. Um, there's more, there's a lot of things I've just been like, I've just been basically checking off boxes right now and like doing a lot of things that I've been putting off and it feels fucking incredible. I'm so grateful. Very related to that shooting from the hip and keeping things imperfect has grown me a lot because it's like I still at times it's an ongoing battle with perfection um and just knowing that like perfection doesn't exist is a thing I'm continued to try to remind myself of <laughs> but continuously going forward with the vlog without like thinking through everything perfectly but just getting started was very growth inducing to say the least and just like doing the vlog in general, like recording so many things that I'm not used to recording, recording in public, talking in public, um, recording in a gym, uh, facing early fears with that, as you can see in the, in the footage probably. And, uh, definitely including other people as well was also very strange, but grew for sure. Hmm. Texting a girl very bluntly and just keeping my intent very transparent. 
feels fucking nice. Uncomfortable? Yes, because anyone can see it after. But it feels good to uh, just let loose and make sure my intent is clear, regardless of if I was rejected or accepted. Came out well, but like, <laughs> I, it's just important to make sure your intent is expressed because if your intent isn't expressed, you can go to the grave with all these thoughts and like the other person might have felt similarly or they could have felt completely opposite, but like they'll probably respect you as well for doing it. But does it matter? No, you just, it's just important to, though to keep everything on the real, I think at least. I'd rather be blunt than keep everything hidden and I used to keep everything hidden. Some detachment for sure with like micro content, having like labels across the screen can in theory kill the micro content, but if I crop things in a certain way and do the context correctly, it doesn't necessarily need to kill the clip. So detachment with that, detachment with cutting things out completely, like uh, clip wise is, so in the editing process, getting rid of things like the top 50, um, there's, yeah, there's definitely some detachment right there from letting things go. It's interesting. <laughs> it's very, very interesting. What am I obsessed with right now? The Ever After lineup, 1000%. My God, I am probably most excited for OG Nixon, Murata, oh, Void. Void takes the cake, 1000%. Um, there's a bunch, man. Calcium. There's so many artists that I've been meaning to see. I'm excited for company as well. Um, there are, I wish Virtual Riot was still in the lineup. It changed. You, Ghastly will still be good, but like Virtual Riot for me is just way fucking better. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that, man. It's going to be fun. I'm also like not putting it on a pedestal at all this year. It's going to be, I'm going to keep it the fuck off a pedestal. I just have zero interest in like living my life forever after like I did last year and the year before that. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. My new shoes. I am so fucking obsessed with these babies. I love my Nikes. They're beautiful, but most importantly, they are so comfortable when I walk. Holy fuck. I also don't need to tie my shoes anymore. I can literally just slip them on because I have zero interest in tying my shoes at all. And I just love the slip on life. So fucking absolutely with that. Um, also obsessed with the gym, uh, working out beside girls because that's next level fuel. Um, but in a, not, not in a weird way, just like it's cool having them in physical proximity because I was just like so in my basement for the longest time. And also like just having guys that are kicking ass as well around me is gangster to see as well. It's not just a fucking gender thing, but girls, it's just, there's a different chemical that is introduced. That's for sure. Um, I keep getting a shit ton of compliments and I'm very grateful for that. And I like really appreciate all these compliments. Um, I also write down the best ones. So keys just enough caffeine. I don't like to put myself full tilt anymore. Quite disinterested in that actually. Um, but just drinking just enough to get me that like performance aspect, but not putting me in a crash type of vulnerable state, uh, is very, very, very key for me right now. I'm obsessed with also having a backpack instead of a bag. Like it's so nice keeping everything in my backpack, um, potentially locked up in the gym or at work or whatever. I just like it so much more than a bag. It's so comfy on my back. I can carry way more things than an LCBO bag. Um, and everything has its own pockets. I'm keeping it organized. It smells good. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of good things I'm obsessed with with this thing. <laughs> Omar. <laughs> I don't usually put people on this, but I am obsessed with our coworker, Omar. He's like 17. He's just like a new kid and he just got to our store. I'm praying he stays because he is so funny. I love having him a part of this team. He reminds me of like a, a much younger version of myself. But the, dude, the, the fucking personality on that kid is amazing. He has me dying every shift of laughter. I love it. Content. Like I'm obsessed right now with these new series, doing the vlog, revamping the mission and vision, um, rebranding. It just has me so much more amped right now for a lot of things. I'm also being caught up on content feels fucking incredible. And I'm obsessed with that feeling as well because it's allowing me to go in like such different ways that I wasn't before and start a lot of new things that I've been putting off. And like, I just, 
I'm very excited. You can't see that right now. <laughs> okay. Reflections 73 is in the books. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you got enough value, please do me a favor, share a timestamp with a friend, share the episode and then share your moment that you would like them to hear. Um, please also do me a favor, subscribe, join me along in this journey together. And also please like this if you can, comment, uh, rate this on iTunes if you have that ability and if possible, five star. And uh, if you felt that it was worth that, that is. And uh, what else can I say? Yeah, just always a pleasure. I enjoy this this series a lot, even though I am doing a vlog right now. It is such a different energy doing these two things because like vlog is just like capturing everything. This is more like a reflection. It's more like thoughtful in nature. I think both are valuable in their own rights. And I'm grateful that I have such a, a high amount of content from it, if you will. Anyways, appreciate again you watching and listening. And uh, thank you again for journey, joining me along in this journey. And I hope it brought you a shit ton of value. That's again my goal at the end of the day. Anyways, I'm done rambling. Um, hope you have an awesome rest of your day, rest of your week, rest of your fucking life. And uh, as always, my name is Josh Moxie and I will catch you later.